And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, listen, I am triggered. I am Brian. Whoa. I'm triggered. Okay. Okay. I am a fan of the Bill Simmons podcast, and Bill and Ryan Rossillo on their most recent pod talked about Kyrie trade buzz. Kyrie Jeez. trade buzz and not this hey, already, not this hey, already. It's okay. happening. Let's so get th- let's get it. Let's chop it up on the it. show. This is Mike here. Hello. 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 Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself on that paywall. TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. Subsidiary of the New York Times company, Brian. My goal. Um, The Kyrie trade buzz is back. How are you? Oh, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Uh, I'm good. I have a lot of stuff. I have a bad background. I have a blurry background because I had to move in <laughs> some things from. I was I was using the hallway as storage, Mike. <laughs> Son of a gun. You know, you, give me an inch, I take a mile. Um, you've been uh, pushed out of your home. I've been double dipping on the storage space in the hall because I'm on the top floor, Mike. And in the penthouse, that means you use the hall as as your storage space, but not until the. Anyways, people don't know. Uh, Steve Nash lives in Brian's building, and Brian has. That's how wealthy Brian is from all of his business endeavors, which I won't. Should I name how you how you've accumulated your wealth? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, please do. <laughs> Brian, yeah. can I? Let's get right into the meat of this, okay? Let's Katz's Deli this situation and get right into the corned beef because here's what's happening. Okay, let me paint the picture for you. This is what a term in radio we called painting the picture, okay? Because okay. it's a podcast. It's an audio format. People can't see us, though they could yeah. on the YouTube. Smash the subscribe. Hammer jack the better. like. Hammer jack hammer the, like. the like. And hammer jack that ass. Yes. Anyways, so um, I have a podcast app on my phone. I'm very fancy that way. Mm. And, you know, it's a Monday morning. A lot of pods drop on Monday morning. Smartless, Conan, um, and so does Bill Simmons. Bill typically does, or first name basis with Bill, uh, Bill typically does a Sunday night pod, particularly if the Celtics are going to be playing in the NBA Finals. So I go, I refresh my podcast app this morning, and up up pops the Bill Simmons podcast with Ryan Rossillo. And, of course, the first segment is about the Warriors-Celtics game two, which the Celtics lost. Mm. Um, and that. I will, that was good. I do, as an aside, yeah. people really appreciated our net-centric view of the NBA finals. Did they? they really they like seem to connect with trying to figure out which team to support. Um, I think we, say, we, we set them do. straight. <laughs> <laughs> and that speaks for everybody. That's how, we, that's how we use social media, the right way. So, so the second segment was titled something like Kyrie Trade Buzz. Oh, no. 
Oh, no, Brian. So I have to listen. Of course, I have to listen. So I'm doing, I go to the JCC, go to the gym, mm-hmm. doing some hammer curls, trying Whoa. to get my inner Ryan Rosillo uh, satisfied here. I was, was going to say you look a little swollen today. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, Continue. Thanks, yeah. Ooh, feel good about myself. Okay. And this is what, uh, here's the meat of it. And then they had a long discussion after this. But Bill Simmons was is at the finals and he, he tends to do this thing where he says, things are floating around here. It seems like it's a big topic of what's going to happen with Kyrie and where he is going to go. And Simmons added that there's some Lakers buzz with him and that even Bill Simmons himself is trying to figure out how it would ever happen because mm-hmm. it is so such a, a thorny thicket of uh, salary cap nonsense. Right. I mean, it's very easy if you believe the Nets would want Russell Westbrook. I don't believe that. I don't think anyone believes that. No. Um, was that quoted out there? What's that? The Russell Westbrook thing? No, but it's the – so, okay. It's not the, – the, the Lakers aren't going to trade uh, LeBron, even though we say LeBron's going to go to Brooklyn. They wouldn't trade him for, like, Kyrie if they trade him, no, I don't think. That doesn't make sense. They're not trading for Anthony Davis. That would be quite insane. That would be literally LeBron saying, Anthony Davis is a beta. Mm. I got to be with that alpha dog, Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. Big alpha, Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the solo GTA 5 Kyrie <laughs> on Twitch, which is one of my favorite things you ever brought to my attention. It's good, it's good nuance. Um, or like So then what's the other piece? It's Westbrook. Westbrook going probably to a third team and um, Kyrie going to Lakers. And whatever that third team is would be sending, I guess, multiple assets to the Brooklyn Nets. Here, Here's the big overall thing that we're going to talk about. We're going to look at this from all angles. We always do. I know reflexively we want to feel, oh, Bill Simmons doesn't know what he's talking. Like we want to, uh, we want to be so mad and yeah. angry. But Mike, we've learned, that. we've learned a lot over the years. We've done this. We're old, a couple of old dogs, dirty podcasting dogs. And we've been through the ringer a few times. We came out hot when Harden got, when there was buzz about Harden, Mike, didn't we? Yeah. Um, Did we learn a lesson? Did we step on a bit of a rake there? Well, the two things I know in life now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't commit to a land war in Southeast Asia. Is that one of the tenets of life one. now? Yeah. And and trust the gossip monger, mongerers to a degree. Okay. A so, de- and we want to highlight this, guys. Yes. To a degree. This is not – if you're going to come at us in the mentions on Twitter with some black and white stuff, you're getting left on red. Okay? Because we don't do black and white here. This is Shades of Grey kind of podcast, kaleidoscopic, three-dimensional viewpoints on everything. It's rigorous stuff. Okay. And this podcast is sponsored by The Gray Man, a movie coming out on Netflix, directed by the Russo brothers of Endgame fame, starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. We're very, we're, it's, they are personally sponsoring the you this said podcast. That, it sounded like it was a real spot. For a second, I was like, is that a real sponsorship? I, I can't really tell. Ready. I think yeah. it was like July, July 7th. <laughs> not that I'm tracking when this wow. is coming out, um, which I'm not. That's so lame. That is um, insane, but go on. I, we need to, tr- we need to trust. Talk about the grayness. We need to trust the grayness of the gossip mongers. Yeah. Because here's what happened. You talk about the Harden thing. Man, did I poo-poo the Harden trade rumors so hard, you know, let's say a month before the trade happened. Bro, I was there. I was poo-pooing even harder. I was there with the X-Lax, too. Man, we were getting crazy. Okay. <laughs> I had the Midol. You had the, uh, the X-Lax. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just yep. eating rice. What is it? Uh, rice, applesauce, bananas, and something else. BART, I believe, is the acronym. Okay. Bananas, no, brat, apples, brat, the brat. brat. Well, it could be Bart, you know what I'm saying? But it's for brats. That's the, you're like, you're being bratty about food. Uh, <laughs> That's the double entendre. Entendre. Um, 
we poo pooed. Okay, and we ended up being like I remember Nick Wright was actually just about the first person to talk about this. And if you remember, I think it was two episodes ago, we poo pooed Nick Wright because Nick had a uh, Kyrie trade rumor, like a hypothetical three week three way trade where like Kyrie would be going to Team X, and I think like Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner would be coming to the Brooklyn Nets. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we were like, oh, Nick Wright's so dumb. I said, you know, even though I went to co- you know we went to college with Nick, and I actually peers. know him peers very in, a little bit. Oh, yeah. we're peers. You were <laughs> yeah. peers. Um, so I want to take a different tack this time around. Bill Simmons is not a, a Pulitzer award winning uh, reporter. He's he's not of the New York Times like us. We're we're men of the gray lady. He is of the world of the ringer and the internet and the dark web, yeah. right? But sometimes the, those dark web um, <laughs> coastal media elites know things that us men of gray do not. I think the dark web and the coastal media elites, anyways, I don't want to scrutinize yeah, this too Yeah, it's the same much, thing, but, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Ultimately the same thing. Yeah. Um, so here's what I'll, I will say to Nets fans listening to this podcast. While it may seem ridiculous that Bill Simmons is making up trades for Kyrie Irving to go to Team X where it's like, like the trade proposals that he's coming up with, it's the John Wall for Kyrie. It's Jalen Brunson double sign and trade where, though I like Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson going to Brooklyn and Kyrie going to Dallas. It's things like that. Um, and it, it reflexively, we want to be like, oh, he's a Boston guy. He's so dumb. I I just want to tell people they need to start listening to the whispers in the air regarding Kyrie Irving. We are hearing there's too much smoke that is coming out. And some of the fire starters are deep within the Nets organization. One of them being Sean Marks, who, what was it, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, comes out and basically, here, I have the quote right in front of me. We're looking for guys that want to come in here and be part of something bigger than themselves, play selfless, play team basketball, and be available. That goes for not only Kyrie, but for everyone. Mm. And he talks about team chemistry and how guys actually need to play basketball. Um, you can tell, like, this Kyrie. This is a precarious situation. It's yes. a very interesting thing to name Kyrie by name there. We didn't highlight this enough at the time, but I get the sense that Kyrie does not like the feeling of being called into the principal's office, you know, in this way. There's, no. That's, done, that's not a vibe that, that he probably gravitates towards. It's a, it's a, it's a necessary yet slightly bold maneuver if Sean Marks is looking to actually work with Kyrie long term. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a wrap on the knuckles, Mike, is what that is. <laughs> Okay, so as minor a rap as you could possibly give, <laughs> yeah. but like a rap nonetheless. I like to be called into the principal's office. Did there you? was a sexual tension between me and Doctor Patillo. <laughs> Whoa! Um, you don't even know Doctor Patillo. That's what makes doxed it funny. The, the, the never mind. I don't want to touch this. But Mike, we'll she talk, was we'll, a great principal, okay. a fantastic principal, and she. I for, had for whom there was sexual tension with, which is wildly I, she, inappropriate. She but. made me eat lunch with her for a month. So, you know, anyways, uh, anyways, let's get back to the task at hand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, these are facts, but also I'm, I'm shading. Sure. Do you, okay. I, I called you immediately this morning. <laughs> You're like, how are we going to continue this? Why did I, I don't know. Why did I say this stuff? It's good. I'm it's sorry. staying in. Keep it going. The funny I, thing I, is I tried to keep my life and listen to this podcast and yeah. like, you know, they're like, Mike, you shouldn't say those yeah, things publicly. Um, um, I called you this morning. I told you about the rumor that I heard via Bill Simmons, friend of the show. Um, 
how much should we be trusting these these gray men of the gossip mongers? Bill Simmons is connected to to Kyrie in what ways? I mean, like, let's are there any like meaningful? I mean, you like there's a very yeah. meaningful way that he is connected. Okay, he is friends with Steve Nash. Right, right. So it's not that. So here's what's interesting, and I wanted to dissect this. Where are the rumors coming from? Right? right. That is always the best way to figure out information. We got to go Charlie Day on this. We got to get the, the red felt out. <laughs> you know? Kyrie is like kind of a man to himself. Um, he, his agent is his aunt or his stepmom or something like that at this point. He's not part of Nike anymore. He's not part of CAA or UTA or Clutch or any of these big agencies. Yeah. He is he is basically Kyrie Irving. His Twitch stream is his Instagram feed. And his mother-in-law or stepmom, who, like, I'm not, like, discounting that she is his agent. I'm just saying she is a single entity. She's not part of a larger infrastructure. Yeah. Um, KD has Rich Kleiman, and it's just KD and Rich. Now, KD's well-connected, but ultimately they are also, it's, like, very clear, like, if you get Rich Kleiman, which Bill Simmons definitely knows Rich Kleiman very well, you have that connection there. The people that Bill Simmons is connected to is Steve Nash. And frankly, can I be honest, if Bill Simmons shows up at the NBA Finals, he's at that level where like like owners are going up yeah. to talking he's to Bill pick Simmons. Some stuff up. He's gonna pick some yeah. stuff up. Um so let's all this does is just to say we need to be aware that what we've envisioned in our mind as the big three, Ben Simmons, yeah. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I think there's an increasingly less chance that we see those three on the floor together yeah. going into the next season as these things are accumulating. Can I add a layer of complexity on this? Yeah, one more. <sighs> Please. Yes. To what level do we think, you know, if there's a incentive to put rumors out into the ethos, into the, sorry, the world, um, what is the, the, the benefits, the pros and cons to – you know, having Ben uh, Bill Simmons catch wind of something like this that could be, you know, negotiation posturing, something like that from either side. Um, I'm obviously this would be from the net side if if this is the case. Sure. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think about this from all like truly, literally all. It's a tesseract of options here, Mike, and I just want to <laughs> see all the sides. I don't. So it would actually be to Kyrie's advantage that there seems to be a trade market for Kyrie, right? Because, because. He, the thing that he controls is he has the player option. He can decide to decline his option and become a free agent and join any team in the league for whatever price he chooses, essentially, right? Like there's a cluster of teams who are all bad. Pistons, Magic, Pacers, the Spurs, the Spurs are kind of good, Trailblazers and Thunder who have the cap space to sign Kyrie outright. But um, Phil Knight did just put in an offer on the Trailblazers. Would be funny if that's... <laughs> He did, you know, one but of who few. also just basically fired Kyrie, right? Nike. Essentially, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. Rude. yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. Yeah. So, it, so Kyrie can make these decisions, and Kyrie, like, it gives him some leverage if it seems like there's this like mass market for Kyrie Irving out there. It doesn't really help the Nets if they're if there's this idea that they just want to get rid of him regardless. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't help them to put out the smoke signals that like they're fine to move on for Kyrie unless if it's like they do want to try to build like I don't know I don't know what do you think I'm, I'm as I'm talking it's, about it, it seems kind of I'm like either side the, wins the idea ultimately. that like I think it's it's a a little bit of a game of chicken I don't know I mean I don't know what like 
actual stakes are involved in terms of, you know, getting someone to agree to like show up to work. Like you would actually need to put something <laughs> into writing, which is a strange thing. But like there is a, a level of uh, I'm wondering if the Nets aren't challenging him to be like, OK, yeah, go go talk to, you know, go feel around the trailblazers like that's a weird team for him like for a lot of reasons to be on not not the least of which is like nike's connection to it now suddenly um but just like from a personnel position like there's a lot of redundancies with damian lillard who they're super in bed with whatever the whole case it's just like a there's not a whole lot of more opposite dudes personality wise but two like very similar on the court totally right and then like the idea that Kyrie is going to like i don't know go, go from this pretty like PR damaging last three years to then like playing in, you know, the hinterlands of the NBA at a, on a, you know, max contract to like, it just doesn't, none of that follows my understanding of what he sees for himself as he's building this narrative of his life. You know, what playing, do you see him? <laughs> I think, I think he <laughs> like, I think he's got, it's very difficult to understand. And again, I have to put on my dime store psychologist hat, which I which I'm always wearing. Actually, I don't take that one off often. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, for me, it's like, there's a savior complex. That's still very much on the table with regards to a Brooklyn Nets resurgency. Like, I don't if I if I had to see it his way, I think like for a lot of reasons, I think Brooklyn's a good place for him. And I also think specifically like for just players in general, like Kevin Durant signing on and the way that he did without any fuss or, or anything like that kind of suggests that like, you know, we have the ability to retain the highest echelons of talent, like whatever game is involved in playing that, like we're doing it at, at a, in, in, in some version at of one a, point. And then James Harden's the other side. Yeah. But I, I had, to, I have to throw in the James Harden caveat, but it's a big deal that Kevin Durant, in here. my opinion, the James Harden thing is a data point against Kyrie Irving more well, so. I than, haven't heard that before. <laughs> more than in a favor of kevin durant um when weighing that out and it's a 55 45 you know deal there it's not it's not it's a narrow margin but anyways um so like whatever game that that entails of you know placating egos whatever it is uh we seem to be doing it and you, you don't sign kevin like kevin durant doesn't seamlessly resign with a team like without any kind of fuss uh unless it's actually going pretty smoothly uh, on that level um sure. so so anyways, there's a lot of signs to say to like, it's, it's really, I, I don't know. I don't want to say posturing, but there is a little bit of a dare going on to be like, okay, yeah, go like, go, go take that, you know, leave the option on the table and go explore your options and <laughs> there and see what, what kind of, what comes back. Because I don't think it's going to fit into his view of his, um, his arc. It's like when your employer, when you ask for a raise and they're like, we can't give you a raise, but you can look for other jobs. Go out there, go look for other jobs. <laughs> yeah. And you you come back two months later, you're like, yeah, nothing really happened. You know, I'm so funny enough, here. your offer is actually like, it's not bad. You know, we can work. We can work on that. So maybe that's the case. I don't know. Obviously, we're just reading tea leaves, but you know. You know, what's funny. Here's what, what do you think the Nets want from, from Kyrie Irving? They want him to play basketball. Yeah. That's all that with this whole quote from Sean Marks that we keep referencing, and it's it's a big quote. It's why it's important about that guys need to be part of something bigger than themselves, play selfless, play team basketball, and be available. All that stuff is like peewee basketball stuff, right? Like all of that is embedded in the bedrock of sport, yeah. which is hey, we're a team. Why don't we just like show up together and play games together? Like yeah. at, at a certain point, the sort of all the other varied interests, while important they may be in the pursuits of, you know, 
criminal justice and all of that, what the Nets really, really want is just for Kyrie Irving to play basketball. Yeah. Like they're not asking him to really sacrifice on the court on any level because when Kyrie's on the court, he is 35 and five. He's an engine for the offense while him and Kevin Durant haven't figured out sort of the way to um, sort of uh, increase each other's powers by being on the court. Both of them together on the court operating within like some nice role players is pretty good. And I just think it's okay. There needs it's to be good. more continuity, but <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what goes back to the, they like, I think there's a, f- a level of faith in the Nets organization. Maybe I shouldn't even say this anymore, but that if Kyrie played full time and Kevin Durant played full time and we had a full season of those guys playing together, the team would be better than what yeah. we saw in the playoffs. I just want to say like one other like data point in there is that like there has been already like people there's been a divergence in the stories of Kevin Durant and Kyrie uh, already by virtue of signing of Kevin Durant signing like anyone who's sort of being like oh they're tied together because they're such good friends or whatever like Kevin Durant's already played his cards that's already you know locked in and so if there's he's for better or worse he's suggesting to both the world and Kyrie that like, okay, my, my path is, is pretty locked in despite like, or, you know, obviously things can go wrong, whatever, you know, that's, that's always superstars going to superstar. Um, but that was like the first sort of data point for like, okay, we are not tethered together inextricably to the end of the time. Like I can actually just sign this contract and have it not be a thing. You and James Harden are going to go do your thing. Hope you guys sign on, but like, I'm not going to be, Part, privy to to that part of the you know this this continued sort of tug of war on this thing. I want to examine that a little bit closer. But let's do this. Let's take a break. Oh. And I want to talk about and this is from you. Are Kevin Durant and Kyrie actually best friends? Let's talk about. <laughs> let's analyze their friendship from a distance. I like that. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we're back, Brian. Mike, this is a segment you're you brought up in our pre-show uh, <laughs> phone conversation, and this I love is... it. And it, it did get my uh, wheels turning. Let's analyze this a little bit. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are they actually like the the narrative is that they are they are interwoven together. They are uh, followers of you know bucket getting, the yeah. religion of bucket getting. But are they actually as good of friends? And you're talking you were talking about this before the break about. There's some dissonance, I would say. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe to call it dissonances. I mean, I again, this is let's bring our own friendship into into perspective, Mike. As sure. we talked about this, you know, it's it's good to have a you know parallel. And Mike, Mike and I are best buds. We've been through the ringer together. You know, I held his hair back Not while he barfed. Ringer. Not the actual hey, ringer. I've the, interviewed with him a few times. The athletic and, and it brought us to New York Times together. So yeah, we where did. we're producing <laughs> Pulitzer Prize winning content. Um, and we've been through the ringer together. Mike, Mike has hold, held my hair back while I got sick, you know, at the, at the big frat party. Uh, I did that Brian, for him. While I was pledging a fraternity and I was not allowed to eat anything but hot dogs, Brian got me Chinese food and snuck it in to That's me. That's true. I do remember that. Did that That's actually my, happen? You, you actually ordered me the $6 lunch special General Tso's chicken. <laughs> Wow. The reason why I know that is because wow. that would be the only thing I would have eaten. I'm yeah. the, wow, I'm so nice. I didn't even. I don't remember. Anyways, that's the kind of friendship that we have, Mike. Do you? It think- was. It was born in the cauldron <laughs> of being on the same floor freshman year of college, living together sophomore year, and then this podcast. Do you know why? It's, that's a hot cauldron. I, I have a hot take, and this is going to take us slight aside. I have a hot take on on why the why those friendships are so uh, formative for young men in particular is because when you're a young man in college, and now you've gone from being a senior you're in high school you know there's a, like a certain lot of faux like quasi status that you're projecting onto yourself as like i'm a senior in high school and i've got a car and i know this town like the back of my hands and i'm the oldest kid in my school or whatever you're wearing a leather jacket and you're wearing a leather jacket and you're my smoking you're smoking so many newports it's crazy and uh and then you go Breaking to college bottles and-, <laughs> and then you go to college <laughs> and you live in a jail cell and you have no friends and you have no car and you have no money and the your- food sucks <laughs> It's fucking, oh, and like, me, it's freezing not only, outside. Not only does no one want to talk to you, you are disgusting. Nobody nobody wants anything to do with <laughs> There's you. no question you are just, dis- like, you are You are at the, all, disgusting. Of, all of the, you know, your peers who might be ostensibly, you know, you would want to date them. There's other, now there's seniors in high school who have not only they have real IDs, not fake IDs that get turned away at the door at a 90% clip. You know, you're, you're getting, you're up against some stiff competition. And, um, and anyways, that's, that's why I think those bonds of friendship, uh, are, are extremely close. Cause it is a cauldron. It is, it is truly a cauldron. You have, you have no resources and nobody likes you and nobody wants you around. So we and, did that and together. Look at the way Kyrie and Kevin Durant formed their friendship. <laughs> yeah. They're flying PJs, yeah. you know, they're eating nice dinners. How truly deep of a friendship could you have if like everything was sunshine and roses? No, there needs to be some, uh, there needs to be some ugliness there. This is you why know, I have another really theory about it. people from the Mediterranean aren't funny. That's my, it's too nice. The weather is too nice. <laughs> When things, when there's sunshine and roses. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, let me just back. How have you had this theory? Like, I've, have you you've ever met a lot of Mediterranean people, and you're like, I've not met funny. A, I've met enough, and I just don't. I don't. I don't think they have a good sense of humor. It's it's a prejudice. It's a bias. You know, come at me. Come cancel me. those Portuguese, man. <laughs> Man, yeah, can they play nice. soccer, but are, do they not know their way around a joke? I'm sure there's some, there's like one or two Greek comedians out there or something that I'm overlooking. But by and large, this is, these are my biases. Okay. But anyways, um, what's so yes. the uh, <laughs> Italian American organization that is that like, they really defend Columbus day. They were in the Sopranos, right? Wasn't there some, uh, Oh they, yes. Yeah. I know. What what were they, they, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's the, they're they're like defending us. Christopher Columbus. The only yeah. funny thing that I've heard, uh, was, do you remember Scaramucci? Is that what his name was? Yeah. Great guy. When he said, he didn't even, know, know. He, he, didn't even <laughs> he didn't say this as a joke, but it was, uh, uh, he, he got offended on Twitter because somebody called him the living embodiment of a pinky ring. <laughs> 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 and I was like, that's, 
It's funny. You should have. Anyways, sorry, we're way off. Speaking topic. of Kevin Durant, <laughs> yeah. so this is. I think this is why this conversation is important. If it, we can classify this as an important conversation, is and you just talked about this. There's a belief amongst Nets fans that Kevin and Kyrie are so close that Kevin Durant controls the franchise. So if he wants Kyrie Irving to be back, and he must want him to be back because they're such good friends, then there's no way Kyrie would leave this team. When I when I just I don't know if Kevin and Kyrie are like that close. And there are many times over the recent history of the NBA, James Harden being one of them, where guys seem like they're close. Ky- you know, Kevin Durant and James Harden seem like they're close. And, you know, the other guy decides, I don't really want to be here anymore. You know, like they the these players just decide quickly, like as cl- as much as I like going to a fancy dinner with this person and, you know, being on a really nice yacht and maybe watching their game, them as a teammate is not as appealing. Mm. You know, it's like you have friends in college who are really fun, but you never want to live with them. Kevin well, and Kyrie, they're living together. They're living together. Yeah, they're not Raja and Shataz. They are. <laughs> Shout you know? out to Raja and Shataz. We Shut had. Up. This is going to go deep on our on lore, yeah. but we had two like foreign exchange students. They as were our, foreign exchange. Yeah, they, they were. were <laughs> they yeah. were from. It wasn't like they were. Raja was from Jordan. There was yeah, no exchange. Was just, it was like it was they were, were shipping. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Americans you're, over to Jordan and Thailand. That's a good point. They were just foreign. Um, and we and they, they were great. And they were great. And I love I love Raja. I weirdly I didn't tell you this. I bumped into Raja like a month ago just like walking around the lower east side um he's doing well he's got two kids now two kids lives in boston can't imagine him as a i know it's, it's i crazy. actually can't imagine him as a dad it would just be he was a taking a bunch of like morgan stanley guys out to karaoke i was like what is going on here what is oh, great <laughs> anyways, anyways uh Let's get back on track. Is there a point to all this? Oh, the point is that we should not be um, so certain that just this goes with anything, you know, friend related at, at high stakes, anything, uh, but specifically to Kyrie Irving, because we keep seeing this over and over again where people are like, we like Kyrie Irving. We're friendly. We're friendly with Kyrie Irving. This is going well. But that's what they say, like out of their mouths. And then their actions are they have to be traded immediately to other teams or well, he's traded to other teams. Bill Simmons. We talk about Bill Simmons, right? Yeah, we often so do. Bill Simmons used to be furious with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, where last postseason when the Nets dominated the Celtics in the playoffs. God, God those were good times. Kyrie was hugging Jalen and Jason, and they were seeking out Jalen and Jason Kyrie to hug him postgame after Kyrie stomped on Lucky. After he he blasphemed yeah. Lucky. So um, desecrated Lucky. And so there was an anger of like, how could they like this guy Kyrie? He quit on the team and then left and lied that he, you know, he said he was going to be here and he wasn't. Jalen Jason, you know, Jalen Jason like seemed to really generally like Kyrie Irving, but he's also gone. Like their relationship with Kyrie didn't keep Kyrie in Boston. Kyrie and Kevin Durant could be good friends, and it may not keep him here. So we're all saying all this just to say let's be prepared that you know I and I'll say this. If we if we remember back, and I didn't dig through all the quotes, but like postseason after the season was over and all the interviews with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, the press conferences, when they were when either of them were asked what they're going to do next season, I mean most of the questions were Kyrie, and Kyrie's quotes were much more about like he sounded like a desperate boyfriend 
whose girlfriend is about to go to Puerto Vallarta on spring break mm. with all of her sorority friends and also happened to be in the same hotel as a group of guys from the lacrosse team. Oh, boy. You know? It was like Kyrie was like, I don't want to leave seven. <clears throat> We've talked about seven. that lacrosse house. You can kiss them, kiss them goodbye. Hey, Party they're nice guys. Hey, they're Party nice. They're respectful. Yeah. They're respectful. You don't have to worry Party about them, Johnny. Crowd. Johnny, don't worry about them. Okay? Yeah. Um, but Kyrie... The, the Kyrie's quotes were more about wanting to be with Kevin Durant. And if he truly wanted to be with Kevin Durant, this should be a no-brainer situation, right? Like, it, if if Kyrie's like, I want to be here. I want to be running the team with Kevin. That's what I want to do. It should be very easy then for Kyrie to be like, I will commit to do what I got to do to be here with Kevin Durant. Mm. I don't think Sean Marks is hearing the commitment, right? Yeah. And I think there's great unease within the organization. I'll, I'll also say this. Okay, yeah. yes. Well, I was going to say also, like, just in keeping with, like, uh, Kyrie Irving's exit strategy from his previous uh, teams, like, the reason that, like, he's been very decisive in the past, right? It seems to be that, like, when he wants to move on from something, it happens pretty quickly, decisively. Boom, you know, I want to trade. Boom, I'm signing with free agency with taking no meetings from the Nets. Like, that's that's been, in this case, there's point. Yeah. the beginnings of rumblings, which to me suggests that, like, while there is mutual discontent like there isn't another option really for Kyrie like where is the like decisive I want to go here like there's no next logical next landing spot for for him presently with the baggage that he's bringing to the table so it's like it's like really I have good, Brian. <laughs> oh thanks it's like the uh, well also I'm hearing the rumblings too and it's like Kyrie doesn't do rumblings Kyrie does as you're saying he does mm-hmm. quick sort of these decisions he makes the decision right right well even though there was there were plenty of rumblings when he wanted to leave boston that was because he made the decision that i want to leave boston but he was still playing on the team so it wasn't really rumblings it was just just like sound from his decision you're right though that there's just not the lakers is the place because lebron is there Mm -hmm. you know daddy lebron is waiting for him he is waiting for him in los angeles you could see Kyrie. Saying, you know, Kyrie has come out and said very recently that he's the one who screwed up what happened in Cleveland, that they should have won more championships together, and he regrets that. Mm -hmm. That was a weird thing to say. I think he said it on Kevin Durant's podcast, even though Kevin Durant wasn't on the pod. Mm. Wasn't he? Wasn't Kevin Durant not on the pod? He was not. It it was was just Eddie. Eddie? Yeah. Um, Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, What's going on there? Uh, If I had a podcast, I'd bring you on. Can I tell you this? What's up? There was some hubbub uh, that the fact that I forget where it was reported. I think Shams reported it that or I apologize to whoever did and I'm not properly attributing or crediting that Kevin Durant hasn't spoken to Sean Marks so far this offseason, mm-hmm. you know, and that's an interesting thing, right? Like I, I, they don't have to be texting ultimately what Kevin Durant is doing, which is like showing up to basketball games all around the world and sort of being an ambassador of basketball is different than what Sean Marks has to do, which is like, do I pay Bruce Brown? Do I pay Nick Claxton? Right? Like, so those are very sort of different decisions, but that nugget would make it seem like if Sean Marks was going to get rid of Kyrie, it's almost like Durant is purposefully staying away from talking to Sean Marks, so it looks like he is not responsible for what happens to Kyrie. I'm just saying, just mm. we're playing this out a little bit. Like if it makes it look like he had he hasn't talked to Sean Marks, and he can justifiably say, "Hey, I had nothing to do with this." Yeah, you know, it's like Marilyn Manson had nothing to do. Another right? part of the like tug of war too is like 
And Marilyn uh, Manson? No. Uh, Marilyn Monroe? No. Who's the the psycho who had the hippies kill? Oh, uh, <laughs> Marilyn uh, Charles Manson. Jeez, Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. Apologies, but that's how he. That's Apologies where he got the to... name from. Um, <clears throat> the other part Marilyn. of it too is like, and I don't want to continue to talk about like invoking a LeBron because we've already put that into the universe <clears throat> more than anybody, and we got our just rewards in clickbait clicks like we we did our we did our part um so i don't want i don't want to put That's that out we there. jumped the shark <laughs> yeah we were like, um but sucks there is i would imagine like a there's a very different um vibe i don't know how else to say it of or like you know sort of hierarchy may be at play with if LeBron comes to the Nets versus if Kyrie goes to the Lakers. Like it's uh it it's there's a sort of equitability that's on the line where, you know, if if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, he's yet again a a guy, you know, who's underneath LeBron in this hierarchy because that's so his team and has been for years. In a world in which LeBron goes to the Nets, uh they are much more sharing the second fiddle, you know, sort of position <laughs> to the, the one that, uh, you know, James Harden left in, um, in, you know, a blaze of glory. Uh, so maybe sharing the second fiddle with Kyrie is less comfortable than, than we're letting on. But anyways, that's more what's at stake in that. So I don't know if there's, you know, anything that we want more detail on that, but it just feels like an important, thing. if he's going to go with LeBron anywhere, it feels like it would be better to do it in Brooklyn. But anyways, and, and we're having this conversation, like, People are probably yelling out, yeah, but what trade would make sense? Like, there's no way Russell Westbrook, the Nets, would want Russell Westbrook. And we will do those podcasts. I could come up with 10 fake trades right now if we really want to do that. I don't, even though I'm saying um, trust somewhat the gossip mongerers, um, mongers, uh, I also don't want to go full tilt and be like, here are the 10 Kyrie Irving trades, though. Probably our next podcast will be titled... I mean, it's, it's going to be long once this, you know, you know, it's already, it already feels like we've been, it's not that long, man. Like when's the draft, the drafts end of June. Yeah. Like pretty much. And then obviously free agencies, you know, dude, come August. I mean, no sorry. free agency. I mean, the free agencies, the no, I know. Of, I'm just know, saying, I'm just like, really, it's like, this, this well, is going to be a I'm long off These things are going know, to happen. happen soon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. so, you know, that's, that's, that's the funny thing about the NBA where like, the NBA Finals happens. It's exciting, all that stuff. And then immediately after the NBA Finals, there's no sort of like the victory parade is something that no one gives a crap about because we got to talk free agency, we got to talk draft, we got to get things moving. That is the cycle. Mm-hmm. This team, like within this month, will have. I mean, Kyrie, I don't know when his player option date is, and maybe we should have a special live show. I don't know player option date for Kyrie Irving. This is me typing it in. Um. Nets offseason preview. This isn't giving me the information that I want. But anyway, so it's, I mean, it would probably be before free agency began, I would guess, um, that he would have to decide to pick that up or decline it. Yeah. And what's the deal with the sign and trade? Like, does it have to be instantaneous or like, what's the, like, is there some kind of like statute limitations well, on the, yeah. So, so Kyrie could opt in. Technically, Kyrie could opt in and get traded, right? So he could get he could opt in and get traded, or he could do a sign and trade where he opts out, and then it's a sign and trade. And the type of deal that the Nets could probably pull off, there's a couple of them, right? You could just trade him into salary cap space, like to one of these really bad teams, and the Nets just get a massive trade exception, right? They could do that, or it could be sort of what happened with D'Lo, us sending D'Angelo Russell to Golden State, which is, you know, the Nets get like a little little sliver, yeah. 
two quick questions. If Kyrie, who, who actually wants to leave? If someone wants to leave, is it that Kyrie actually wants to leave, or is that the Nets are like, f this stuff, like we're out of the Kyrie Irving business? <clears throat> and this is why I keep going back to like the contractual negotiations because I and I don't. <clears throat> we meant like some kind of like CBA lawyer to to pop on on this because I don't actually know. Oh, what? I am. I that's you know funny. Fair I enough. am that. I, got, um, I took the baby bar. Shout out Kim <laughs> Kardashian. And uh, is that the which, baby bar? No, I've never heard of in my life. Baby do you, bar. Uh, do you know well, what the baby I, bar is? I heard that she passed the bar, but it sounds like that was a lie, and that she passed a a baby she, bar. Is that a real thing? Have you ever heard of a baby bar before? Or I've never. I've never. Just now is the first time I'm hearing it. Yeah, that's she. She talks about it constantly on her show, and no one has any idea what a baby bar is. Mm, interesting. Uh, just basically a sounds like a bar like where you don't have to go to like you don't <laughs> yeah. have to go to law school to get to pass. I don't Could really be. understand. Good um, for her though. Billionaire. What the hell was I just saying? Oh, so I would think that like in the CBA, um in in renegotiating into this, like it would have to be like you'd have to invoke the entire union to make any kind of like change like this. So I I doubt very much that I think that like this is on the table. But like what Sean Marks was saying about like buy-in. Uh, what does that mean? What does it matter to just be like, "Hey, handshake agreement, Kyrie Irving, you're bought in now. Like, good, good on us. We've <laughs> we've solved our problems. Like, no, you need to put something in writing, and there needs to be consequences. I'm sure that that's like they're internally like, is there any path? No, to, it's easy. It's yeah. it's easy. Like that thing is all it is is simply like incentives for games played. And the ascent, like you can't exceed the max salary slot anyway. So the incentives, like let's say his base salary is twenty five million, and the next you know ten to fifteen million is all based off of do you play twenty, forty, you know whatever amount of games you're doing. But but again, the incentive structure of that is is money, and we've talked about before. I don't think it's not that he doesn't care about money, but he chose not to get vaccinated and gave up twenty million dollars or whatever it was for to not get vaccinated. You know, he fully knew he was going to lose a bunch of money. And so far, he, I've not heard that he's filing for a grievance to get that money back. Mm-hmm. So the moves that he makes seem not to be based around money. So any incentive structure in his contract will be unsuccessful because ultimately Kyrie's going to be like, all right, well, I mean, what? It's not, I don't care. It's not money that I care about. You know, you know, he's going to make whatever money he's going to make. and Yeah. And I'm actually trying to think about how that's actually beneficial for the Nets because, like, you're not making decisions based on money. It's mostly based on, like, quality of life, location, and so on and so forth. So that's a big advantage for you. Like, you're like the Nets are holding some leverage here to a certain extent. There's an economic leverage that's, like, uh, like undisputable. Like, if he signs long-term, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that makes him, like, difficult to trade and so on and so forth. So it's not that, like, there's no leverage from Kyrie. But it's also not to say that, like, like basic, basically everything that we've seen so far suggests that like Kyrie would prefer to be on the Nets. <laughs> it's mostly about like them coming to terms on on this vague commitment notion thing that I think is those incentives are like basically impossible. Like that's sort of what I mean to say is that like yes, you can put incentives in there, but that's not like contractually binding. It doesn't. You can't blow up a deal over it. You can't like. Um, like you, you, that's just another way for him to like sit home again, <laughs> you know, these like, you know, these little bonuses or whatever for showing up to work. Yeah. It, 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 it all goes back to like, you know, like if, if you don't care about showing up for games, there's very little that's going to make you super like, you know, he's going to have these sabbaticals. So like, can the nets get enough out of him during the regular season so that there can be some 
cohesiveness. Yeah. So they feel confident going up into play. Like I would almost tell him, Kyrie, here's what we're, we're going to give you a winter break. Okay. You start the, go to training camp with us, start the season with us, play 20 games with us. Then you'll get 10 games off. Like I would give him PTO. Okay. That's how I would structure it. As opposed to saying, we want you for 82. I would say, Kyrie, eh, 82. That's, that's old fashioned. No, Kyrie, we want you for 62. You're going to get two 10-game breaks during the season. And we'll wind it up with Kevin. We'll try to figure it out so you guys are maximizing your time. But let's not – because you're you're not going to get a full season out of Kyrie Irving, and you know. Are you ready for my my fan? My, my this is my last little bit impassioned fan plea. Yep. I really wish that Kyrie. And there's still time to do this, but I really wish that Kyrie would have. Like you know, we got a lot of like <clears throat> hemming and hawing about him taking the vaccine or whatever, and like he came in with this sort of like kind <laughs> of like an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> what an under- we a little hemming and a little hawing. hawing, and then like the the sort of like non-answer of that it was about like employment you know he was like advocating for people to for the against the mandates whatever the case <clears throat> i would like it if he was like look there's like five ways five ways to sunday that like i have problems with vaccines that's like you know i don't need to get into that exactly like there's a lot of faith stuff there's a lot of history stuff whatever this is that's that's my journey i get that it's unpopular here's what i want to say is like i know that it was a it cost an immense toll on the continuity of this team i understand that those like it was so important to me that i did need to like you know take out a loan on everyone's patience for this year and i want to make good on that for next year because i know that that was a lot of a lot to take on and he's really sort of never even broached the subject and in fact he kind of like went right back on Twitter almost immediately after we got swept out of the first round and started like talking that same bullshit about puppets and media and like all this other stuff. And it's like, dude, you know, that's that part of your brand sucks so bad. It's so lame. <laughs> like I get that. Yeah, like but, I would say that. That's where he gets I'm, the positive energy. For, he gets the, those people on Instagram and Twitter saying you get him Kyrie. Yeah. Like that's what he gets from doing that. And that's why he constantly kind of drops. I mean, cause also he feels this way about pawns. Like he, yeah. and, then he gets all the people tweeting at him saying, yeah, you a king, Kyrie, and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, well, he's not. I mean, he's not available. You know, I don't know what chess piece he is. You know, it, it's like when you – I guess when you get a pawn all the way to the end and then it turns into like, a super <laughs> pawn. What's the thing? I don't know. A double pawn. You stack two pawns on top of each other. Yeah, a super pawn, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Mario Brothers, he <laughs> ate the mushroom. Yeah, you're thinking uh, of chess where you, st- where you stack it. But uh, no, I mean, it happens in, in – but the super – when you stack two oh, on top of right. each other. When you get a pawn to you, the end, you, you get just to get swap a, it you out. You just get a queen. For, yeah. Yeah, you if you're, or, or Rook, if you're, you know, playing with your hands time behind your back. No, this is a better analogy. Kyrie is a McFlurry. Never available. Delicious, mm. but every time you go to McDonald's, they're they're not available. Like, the machines are broken, and, and yeah, they're still on. I can still see them on the menu. I'm excited. Oh, uh, Reese's. McFlurry well, come on. You played, like, 25 games. You know, you know, 25 McFlurries you had. It's <laughs> a lot of McFlurries, Mike. That's crazy. Not enough for me. Right. All right. <laughs> All well. Right. We did it. Wait, I think I had one tiny little question. Okay. Final thought. If Kyrie gets traded, it's because Kevin Durant is 100% on board. Oh, 100. 1,000%. Okay. I, th- I think I think we just need to say that because, like, there may be reports where, like, Kevin Durant wasn't involved. But regardless of how Sean Marks and Josiah may feel about Kyrie Irving never being available for this team when they want him to, the lack of continuity, the debacle with the vaccine, all the injuries, the sabbatical that is still kind of unexplained, and we try to attribute to other things. If Kevin Durant 
100% wants to play with Kyrie Irving, then Kyrie should actually be on this team. But And so if Kyrie is traded or allowed to go elsewhere, it leads me to believe that Kevin Durant is like, eh, okay, yeah, that's fine. I don't really care. You know, I have the boardroom. <laughs> Anyways, Get thank you all for a listening. Classic oh, episode, Mike. We did it. No, that was great. You did it. Thanks for having me. Forty-five minutes of nothing. Hey, there you go. What are you um, talking about? That was great content. Nah, it was good. I was, was capital smart. C content. We're coming out with that. Content. Uh, check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Uh, Apple Podcasts, five stars. We need them when I have them. Um, and join the Spotify. Discord. Smash the uh, everything, all the buttons. Subscribe, like everything. Bye, 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 bye. bye everybody. Bye, 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 bye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.